I thought I would do a medical update. Um, I've seen the cardiologist. I did the echocardiogram where they just like ultrasound the heart, which is cool. Um, we did the stress test and because of COVID-19, they do a chemical instead of the treadmill, which is awesome because <laughs> me and treadmills are kind of getting along, but not really. <laughs> so, but, um, my doctor showed me the results of my stress test and, um, he said that my results were kind of odd. Like they weren't, they weren't normal. <laughs> well, we'll just put that out there. They weren't normal. And, um, but he couldn't tell if they were abnormal. So in my, my journey of medical doctors and getting test results and everything, that's almost par for the course. <laughs> I, I tend to going to doctors like there's this weird thing happening and they're like all right we're gonna run these tests you know send you bills and they're like everything's normal you know like toss a handful of confetti in the air and and I'm just like okay sure sure it's normal all right cool but this time around he showed me the results and like the results aren't if you've never had a stress test it's not like the numbers that they show you and it's not really like an x-ray either. I'm not, I don't, I don't know what the machine was called that they use to do it. I'm sorry if anybody knows, message me. But, um, they do like these pictures and they're circles. I think it's like the heart valves or something. And on my pictures, instead of it being, you know, this circle round shape that they're supposed to be, it looked like the bottom third or so was just gone. Like it didn't exist. But the issue my doctor is having was saying, oh yeah, your test results are abnormal is that all of my vitals are fine. My heart rate's fine. My blood pressure is fine. My oxygen level's amazing. And he's just like, well, because everything's normal on like that aspect, maybe we should wait two months and then you can come back and we'll talk from there. And I was all for that. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I have a family trip coming up. You know, I can, I can do that. It'll be fine. I can wait. Well, on the family trip that I'm going to be taking, which, you know, yay. And that was my watch, if you heard it, um, go off. That was a prescription for my younger son is ready. Also, yay. But, um, on this trip, my older brother, he was like, practically an Eagle Scout. Like, not quite. You know, like, not officially, but he can do all that stuff. He wants to go hiking. And we're gonna go camping. 
but he wants to like be super active. And I'm having random bouts of dizzy, like lightheadedness and vertigo and my chest pressure and like all this stuff like randomly hitting. And I want to be able to do the things my brother wants to do. Like, I think it would be fun. It's been forever since I've done it. I need to. Because I've got to lose like 110 pounds. So, now you know kind of what I'll look like. But, <laughs> the thing is, is that where he's wanting to go, there probably isn't phone reception. Like, more than likely, there isn't. And so, if anything were to happen to me, like, my heart was like, oh, hey, I'm just gonna, you know, not work right now, you know, I would be screwed. Like, I would be completely, positively screwed. And not only that, um, on this trip that we're taking, gonna be taking, we're also gonna be having with us my two boys who are both autistic they're eight and two and his son who is 13 and is also autistic so on top of you know like my heart going crazy for no reason I'm also gonna have the stress of the fun of family camping with three special needs children of different, of like varying needs. They range from like just attitude wise to um, like the two year old not listening to authority, the eight year old just arguing. He's kind of like a regular eight year old and then like just extra sprinkled on top. And I'm not sure how my nephew will be. Although he's had, like, all the behavioral therapies and everything. So, he's kind of... He's pretty leveled out. So, I don't really have to worry about him. But, like, my two. Whew. It's going to be interesting. So, that being said. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get an angiogram scheduled for before our trip. And... I know it's more invasive than the other tests that we've been doing, but I think it's needed because um, when I did this stress test, it was a chemical stress test, and um, like afterward, you're supposed to feel okay. It took me, it, I had it done on a Friday, it took me until like Sunday night, Monday for me to feel like a hundred percent recovered. And it wasn't like what I don't get, like it was like chest pain and it was like just fatigue and just all of that. And so I don't know if it's just because of the stress test and that was just like residual crappiness from it or if it's something I should worry about. And I mentioned it to my doctor, and he kind of, he, he, like, did the thing where, like, you mentioned something to your doctor, and they, it's like they don't hear you, 
and they just keep moving on and you're just like okay whatever I guess it wasn't important even though it probably is I don't know <sighs> yeah anxiety and cancer and possible heart issues don't mix well like this is not a good cocktail so um but uh, it's just it's it's been fun so fun this month and hopefully things will be better once we get the angiogram and they figure out because um like they figure out what's going on because the doctor wasn't fully sure if it wasn't just maybe like the way I was laying or he said it might have been like my breast tissue or something making it look that way I don't know <laughs> I don't know but it looked funky and I didn't know how to respond because I'm not used to doctors being like oh yeah that crazy test we had you do did show something crazy you know so um the next actual episode of the podcast is going to be posted in a few more days and it's going to be the timeline of um myeloproliferative neoplasms from the time they were first noticed until today and I'm going to I need to do some more research but I'm going to be going over like the discoveries of the different MPN types and like when the first um the first I'm spacing out sorry <laughs> the first DNA um the first DNA mutations when they were first discovered. And then to like the different treatments that we have now. And again, information, not advice. But you can talk to your doctor about it. I'm just saying, still information. So, hopefully this is long enough for a podcast. For a quick podcast. We'll see. Thanks for listening. You may have listened. Um, I have a Twitter account. But there's no picture, so it's probably looking a little sketch. Um, it's, it is, I'll have to look it up. I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> it's, I think it's my MPN Life podcast. Or, if you look for it, you'll find it. I'll add pictures to it later tonight. And then, um, I'll also share where you can do, uh, leave me voice messages and, um, as always, my email for the podcast is mympnlife at gmail.com. Send me any messages if you want. And I'm hoping once I get all this, like, encyclopedia type information done, I can start doing interviews of people with MPNs. So if anyone's interested in that... Uh, send me an email at mympnlife at gmail.com and love y'all. Thanks for listening. My MPN Life is a podcast about myeloproliferative neoplasms 
It shares information about the different illnesses and the people living with them. It is not meant as medical advice and any information contained in the podcast is for information purposes. Thank you. I just wanted to add that June 15th, I will have an angiogram or a heart cath done. And it's basically to check and see, make sure there's not like clotting or anything. I'm assuming. I don't know how to what it does. The, the doctor said that that would follow um, if I was having issues and I'm still having issues. And that was my son in the background, if you heard it, <laughs> the two-year-old. So, I guess he says hi. 